Forget about the girl that said no Then I'll tell who I want where to go And I'll forget about your lies and deceit And your attempts to be so discreet Maybe today symbols of success Then I pursue my own happiness And you can keep your clocks and routines Then I go mend all my shattered dreams Maybe today Just put you on Now I'm tired of lying And I'm sick of trying Cause I'm losing who I really am And I'm not choosing to be like them Don't sing? You mean don't sing? How about a poem? <laughs> a poem. In Xanadu did Killer Con this bitchin' treasure trove retrieve, where Alf that groovy river ran through taverns measureless to man into the sunny, sunny sea. So twice five miles of fertile ground with balls and flowers wandering around. And there is this chick on a dulcimer. She took the dulcimer and plugged it into this giant big amp system and started like playing Fleetwood Mac tunes. Uh-huh. I know this through meditation. This is what Samuel Coleridge really wanted to write when he wrote Kubla Khan. He was actually prophetic, but all that laudanum that he took uh, just messed him up. No, this is not the poetry channel. This is Lucha World number 30. Part two. <laughs> or take two. Take, take two. two. We originally did this podcast Live at the Gold Coast Hotel um, in Las Vegas Vegas at the Cauliflower Alley Club, and we decided to junk it because I had been drinking heavily. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 10 10 p.m. Yeah, it was 10 p.m. We were both exhausted, but uh, no, thank you for being so gracious about that, Fredo, because I was like... I felt like I was making sense the first 15 minutes, but then I was just, like, rambling nonsense, so. Plus, I, I remember that being, like, a show where we paused a lot towards the end. It was, was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think we... And I did a Jim Cornette rant that went rather That's long. right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that that's the bad thing. When you're, when you're not in, like, when you're not into the podcast, I end up going, like, into a long rant about someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, I never realized that, but that, yeah. that is good to know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. even, even though that, that... First take of episode 30 was a disaster. The Cauliflower Alley Club was a blast. Had yeah. a wonderful time meeting new people, catching up with old friends. Uh, this was your first time there, Fredo. Yeah, yeah. I met a few people. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who they were, but... <laughs> uh, Eric Schmiel. Yeah, I met Eric Schmiel. Awesome yeah. guy. Really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's one guy I'd always love to catch up with more than I actually, usually I met do. I quite a number of people. 
uh, John Mastandrea, who... Uh, Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, John. John. I didn't know his last name. Yes. <laughs> Our or, friend. Or as Karen called him, John Matsuliak or something. Oh, <laughs> did you remember That's that? right. Our friend Karen Merrick. Karen, she was Karen there, was too. Like, let's, let's call him John Matsuliak. I like that. Okay, you're now John Matsuliak. Or some some, some long Matsuliak. I like Matsuliak. Yeah. Yes, we'll go with that. Yeah, so, so we saw Karen Merritt, who's always uh, great to see. Uh-huh. Uh, friends Dan and Mary Lou Farron came for the first time since uh, since Cauliflower was located in Studio City, California. So this was their first oh. time in, gosh, over 15 years easily. And I don't know. We just had a wonderful time. And We did a podcast too. We did a podcast, which – We did a podcast, not our podcast, but a podcast for another – Another yeah. network. For another network, a rival network. Yep. Check out Wrestling Viewpoint Network. Our old friend Ken Knapsack and Logan X interviewed Fredo and I. When when you when you if you ever meet Ken, bug him about not knowing who El Dandy is. Yes. Give him a hard, hard time about it. Yeah. Send him continuous emails. Apparently he never saw WCW. Which is probably good in, <laughs> in some way. Well, actually, because WCW was actually better than WWE. It was better. For yeah, a while, it was better than WWE. And, but boy, when it crash landed. Even like the worst moments in WCW were more watchable than a lot of wrestling this is going true. on today, like in TNA and all that. Well, before they thoroughly buried every luchador in WCW, yeah. there was a bit of a renaissance period for. Yeah. But, you know, that's. You always had. That story we know very well, don't we? We'll have to do like the WCW. WCW podcast at some point where we just talk about how bad it was. That would be cool. That would <laughs> whatever happened to all the luchadors in WCW. <laughs> but yeah, if you uh, folks want to check that out, Wrestling Viewpoint Network and uh, during Cauliflower Alley, both uh, Ken and Logan X. Logan X. Uh, oh, actually, there's another interview where Dan Farron and I interview wrestling yeah, but historian you want them to Tom Burke. First, yeah, listen to us first. Yes. Listen to our podcast first, then listen to the one with Tom Burke and Frank Mott. Uh, Followed by Dan Farron interviewing the Destroyer. That's and right. Asking him about girdles. I don't know what that was. What? <laughs> I have not heard that one yet. I must listen to it. Yes. So that's Wrestling Viewpoint Network. You can find them on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, yeah. Do give Twitter Ken too. a hard time about Dan. Twitter too. Don't forget Twitter. Let's not forget Twitter. Wrestling Viewpoint Network. And uh, also want to mention, designedbyhumans.com, whenever you visit the Lucha World website... You know how horrible we are at, at, at like promoting other mm-hmm. stuff? Compared to like Stone Cold Steve Austin, where it sounds really cool, and whereas us, it's like... It's like this horrible, like, <laughs> oh man, let's, let's promote this stuff. It's not... It's like forced out of us. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well. I, I am not forcing out the design by humans because you turned me onto that site. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's actually an, really good if you guys want cool. It's a great, great site with lots of imaginative designs that you can get art prints, but for the most part, you can you want to get like t-shirts and tank tops, tank tops they have. They just added tank tops for those of you who like wearing tank tops. And for those of you wrestlers who like to wear tank tops yes. during matches. And At if I... Wear, wear something cool, not some like generic wife beater shirt oh exactly yes yes (laughs) uh well in fact my recommendation 
one of the newer designs on designbyhumans.com right now is the Lucky Number 13 shirt. It's a black cat with these green eyes, and it says Lucky Number 13. Really? I'm going to be purchasing that very soon. <laughs> and uh, wait, wait till they have a sale. Or free shipping. Actually, they have free shipping today. Oh, do they really? For Father's Then I'll be buying it tonight. <laughs> you got to get it before midnight. I'm going to buy it for Father's Day, even though I'm a mother, you know? Uh, we should also we should also um, tell them to visit that that T-shirt store in uh, Huntington Park. <laughs> if we could remember the, what it was called, girl with the good-looking girl. Just for, look at the good, look for a good-looking girl selling uh, bootleg T-shirts. On what street was that? Was it Pacific? It, I can't. It was, what was the build, the next to um, Sombrero? Sombrero, ta- Taqueria. The, the Taqueria El Sombrero, yeah. and we'll talk more about Taqueria El Sombrero. There's a whole bunch of uh, buy some bootleg. I bought a bootleg social distortion T-shirt. Fredo has a huge crush on a gal who sells T-shirts in a T-shirt shop <laughs> in Huntington Park, and she is very cute. Yeah. So I can understand Actually, the, it. The way she talked was kind of uh, what's weird. It was adorable though. Yes. Adorable. It was an weird. adorable type of yeah accent. Uh, I also want to thank Lucas Dickinson. I'm always bitching and moaning, saying, please write me at my email, liger, L-Y-G-E-R, at AOL.com. Now, I don't even remember in episode 29 bringing up the song, Have a Whiff on Me. I think I remember. Okay. I do remember. I know that it was me who said that, because I... Yeah, because I wouldn't. (laughs) I certainly wouldn't say anything about that. It was... A song that I grew very fond of by that was recorded by Mungo Jerry, who is one of my favorite oh. bands of all time. And, yeah, I thought nobody would even pay it any attention, but Lucas Dickinson sent me an email saying, you mentioned this song. It's a version of an American folk song called Take a Whiff on Me. This version was recorded by Mungo Jerry, a very catchy cocaine song, and you thought no one would write you about it. And you did, and I want to thank you, Lucas. Finally, somebody wrote me. <laughs> Somebody's listening to us besides besides the four or five other people. Exactly. You know I felt so pathetic. I'm be- I've been yes. begging people to write me at Liger, L-Y-G-E-R, at AOL.com. But thank you, Lucas. And uh, you know, thank you for pointing out the history of the song, because I did just a little informal research. There's a cover by Lead Belly. There was a cover by the Flying Burrito Brothers in the 70s. Uh, a whole bunch of people have covered the song now. Burrito Brothers was this Tito Santana and somebody else. <laughs> Raul Mata. Raul Mata. Yes. Carlos Mata. Carlos Mata too. Yes, <laughs> it was a trio. Tito was the captain because. What was that Eminem? It was Mia Moscas was the third guy, right? What the M and the tr- the M group in L.A. Remember the M group? Yeah, there was a group in M with with just the letter M starting out with the M. Almadrill, I think, might have been one. Oh, okay. I well, I do remember like early 80s. when I was a kid in the seventies. I just remember watching it. and I was like, man, people actually used to watch this in L.A. Oh God, yeah. Uh, they really they used bad. to do it silly. Was like, it was like really like it was good wrestling, but like the. Oh whole... wait, did they call them the Eminem Boys? I think something like because that. in the early seventies they did that too. They yeah. they would rehash a lot of stuff when Raul Mata teamed with David Morgan. Uh, they won the. I think they won the America straps, and they called them the M M&M and M boys. Oh, okay. You know, so any anything catchy and corny L A did. Uh, whenever there was they, a lot of corniness in pro wrestling. Oh games. God, yeah. Well, what I loved about uh, L A was it was so kitschy and so corny, even in this heyday. Yeah. Uh, also, want to say hey to Scotty Astro, and well, it's Sunday night here in Walnut Kills, California. 
when do you think this podcast will go up? Probably tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. that, and that gives ample time to say June 17th, Tuesday, 5.30 a.m. June 17th? E- yes. Yes, that's Tuesday. Correct. Correct. Five I'm just th- confirming it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you had me worry there. I thought my mind is going, and I'm stone cold sober. Uh, 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Set your DVR. 5.30 a.m.? Yes, yes. What channel is this on? National Geographic Channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. That explains that. Yeah. Uh, our friend Scotty Astro is going to be appearing on an episode of I'm Going to Get This Bird. It's a reality series about bird watching. So this is a true renaissance man, this Scotty Astro. He is a luchador. He is a bird watcher. He is also an expert on insects. This guy is the, one of the coolest guys he I've ever met. He travels a lot, too. He does. He travels yeah. all over the place. Uh, highly suggest you uh, check this out because uh, they had a two-minute preview on the website, and they have a little angle where they're – gonna trespass over somebody's land so they can catch a sight of some bird and scotty does excuse me scotty leaps over uh the gate the no trespassing gate a la luchador like vaults over it like a wrestler jumping into the ring at the beginning of a match it's bitchin and now we can get into lucha libre are we talking about the cauliflower right now yeah we should we talk about cauliflower yeah. What now, what were your impressions? This was your I first enjoyed time. It, but like you were saying, we were talking about it, how there weren't as many, um, there were a lot of L.A. wrestlers, mm-hmm. indie wrestlers, but there wasn't a lot of legends, you know, like older wrestlers. And you had mentioned that in April when they usually have it. Yes. There were more legends and fewer like guys who were actually exactly actively at the moment. It was, I know. It was fun for me because so many of our friends from Southern California yeah, yeah. were there. That was really cool. But... Yeah, I think it was anticlimactic for a lot it was of like, people. It was like going to an indie show in L.A. and seeing everybody again. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like you're seeing Supreme and Sin Sage and Chaos. It's right. It's like we're going into our own Logan backyard. X. It's like I could see these guys, Eddie, Andy Durazo, <laughs> the cameraman. Yeah, that's right. Our buddy. Photographer from L.A. I know. We, we could see them any day of the week. Yes, yes. And here they are in Vegas. Yeah. But it was fun to have that many people uh, representing the SoCal area. But it was anticlimactic for people who, in the past few years, I mean, you'd have Jake Roberts, Rick Steamboat, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all these guys present, and it was a, compared to the previous years, it was a weak lineup. Well, um, Nick Bocklinkle was there, and you had, you shared a good moment while you were drinking. (laughs) Kurt Kurt takes a picture with Nick Bocklinkle, and decides to, like, get a little too close to Nick Bocklinkle, as usual, the usual Kurt Brown... Yeah, my hair was covering his face when yes. Dan took the picture. So if you ever, if you if you if you could find Dan Farron's Facebook page, he has it. Yes, or is it on your page? Too? It's on Dan Farron. It's yeah. probably on my uh, page too. Page. Both of ours. So you can see me making a fool out of yeah, myself. Nick, poor Nick Bachwinkle, who's like eighty something years old. Yes, has his face covered up by Kurt's now her hair on. All in my Facebook, oh, I have so my horrible. my airplane spinning album that features pictures of me giving people the airplane spin this will be my second album uh themed album it'll be yeah the the hair covering album where my hair will cover people's faces awkward moments with pro wrestlers yeah well i've had a lot of those that's been my (laughs) career we saw i think you actually saw terry taylor before i did right like yes i did the night night before or something then b brian blair was there also else was there 
Terry Funk. I saw Terry Funk there too for a while. Yeah, he's there almost every yeah. year. It's yeah, rare. Mil Moscaris. I saw Mil Moscaris. You didn't see him. I didn't right? see Mil Moscaris. Because we left the day earlier, so we really. Yeah, didn't. we weren't able to stay for the banquet. Yeah. I can't remember who else I saw. They weren't that I'm many. trying to think. Cowboy Bob Kelly was there. Yes. Who had an emotional moment, too. That was. That was. They were giving a war. They named, they honored a like a what was an orphan an orphanage yeah there was an orphanage in uh, Africa that Father Jason Sanderson for people who don't know uh, Father Jason is was an indie wrestler who uh, won like something like three hundred million dollars in a Jeez. in a lottery and you know instead of just buying everything in sight this guy actually became an ordained minister or was it a priest minister. Father Jason must be a priest. Father. Father. <laughs> yeah, but he's a very, very nice. I was disappointed he wasn't here this year. He's yeah. always a, a wonderful presence at Cauliflower Alley. But he had set up uh, like an orphanage or mission of some kind in, in Africa. And <clears throat> Bob Kelly's wife really wanted to go serve there. And he was telling her it just wasn't safe. Well, she passed away in the last year. How, how unsafe can it be? Where was this? Africa? Africa, come on. <laughs> uh, Fredo, behave yourself. My God. But, yeah. no, it's a very, there's a very emotional speech where they, uh, they're naming the orphanage after Christine Kelly, his widow. Uh-huh. And uh, moved me enough where I went to call my wife Elena and say how much I missed her. <laughs> sure, and then you never came back. <laughs> I came you back. You never came back. I don't think you I, came back. I, well, that was on no, purpose. No, you never came back afterwards. That no, was, after it concluded. After that, you, let, you came back after it ended, like, to just to take pictures. That was intentional. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, I like how you used that as an excuse to never come back again. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one, too. Yeah. And I, I was there for... It was not the best baloney blowout, and yes. I knew it wasn't going to improve. I was there for about... I think what happened, I think, was it... You left first, right? Out of our table? Ye- wait. I could swear somebody else did, got or did Paul leave earlier? I, I think, mean, Logan X leave earlier. It, I think, yeah, I think somebody. I left think Logan X left earlier, and then and I then saw. You left. No, you left. No, somebody else left, like to get your beer or something. Phil went to go. Get Phil them. Lander, thank you for yes. the beer, Phil. And then you of left, which I had many. You left afterwards, and I think John left too, like to go say hi to some other people. Yes, and then like we were all sitting there, and I could just see like Logan, Ken, <laughs> myself, are just like bored out of our mind because we're we're like not. We're actually, like, in a completely different era of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So we weren't really, like, into all this uh, old... Well, I, I have to say, in my honest, honest opinion, the baloney blowouts are usually pretty cool events. This one was not one of them. Yeah. Because there was a lot of talking. There was, like, a lot of talking by, like, that one dude. Mm-hmm. Morgan Dollar? Morgan Dollar. Just nonstop talking, yeah. like, reading yeah. notes and stuff. And it's like... It, it, it kind of got... It was kind of starting to wear us out. And then I think you left, then Logan X left. Yeah. Then Ken left. <laughs> it was just like three of us. And somebody... Mm-hmm. I think Phil came back and sat down. And as soon as Phil sat down, I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to leave. And I ended up leaving. I came back with well, you. Well, and I and also noticed at other tables people were getting yeah, up and, and then, leaving too. And then I know yeah. Dan told me that Mary Lou wanted to leave too. <laughs> oh, like, it was... It was... Yeah. I the, And it irritated... It really irritated me a lot. Uh... First off, I want to say I really, you know, 
Carl Lowry. He's the first promoter I ever wrestled for. He's a wonderful guy, but it irritated me that he and Morgan Dollar were both bearing the so-called scandal sheets. Oh, yeah. Indirectly that was, that was saying Dave Meltzer. You know. And he was right all along. Exactly. They, they said they were like, I, I can't remember exactly how they said it, but they alluded to that they were spreading rumors. Yeah. And like, but everything that Dave Meltzer printed was true. Yes, and even repeated. Like, everything they wrote was exactly what Dave said. Yeah. You know, they're... Like, you could disagree with a lot of stuff Dave Meltzer might write, where it mm-hmm. might be wrong. We've sent information to Dave that's that he's written wrong. Exactly, I yes, mean, yes. I mean, I'm sure if you ask him, he might not remember it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we remember because we sent the, the news that he gets wrong. Exactly. But, I mean, this was something that he got right. Just didn't write that it was going to... I guess they just didn't want it to be revealed yeah. so soon. But I heard it from several other sources already. I yes, mean, yes. they shouldn't have said... They, they shouldn't have, have let the cat out of the got, bag. They got carried away in their anger or whatever. And I know I saw Carl Lauer's Facebook page. It was like, it was a little too much. Yeah, I didn't... That... Yeah. That there's some stuff you could argue cool. about. That was like that was like one of the the the, the weak points. In yeah. Me. So it was a, it was a surreal night, but uh, I actually well, like the the. I mean, the rest of it was pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. we went to the wrestling shows. The wrestling shows were, you know, like I was telling Dan, I it's hard for me to like really get into like indie wrestling now when you're watching En Busca de un Idolo. Oh. <laughs> these guys are doing like all these uh, great... I was sitting next to these guys who were dressed... Yes. I, I'm not kidding. These guys were dressed like wrestlers or like rock stars or something. Yes. In spandex and stuff. You you laugh. Again, Kurt leaves again. Mm-hmm. Kurt basically didn't... Kurt didn't spend any... Kurt spent more time at the bar than he did at... Yeah, Cauliflower Alley for me. I, I just want to make this clear. Cauliflower Alley for me is... Going to one place where I see all these people that I've known for years, and the only chance we all get to uh, congregate together is at Cauliflower. Right? <laughs> yeah, drinking. Yeah, I mean, my friend Tom Burke, who I've known since 70, 1978, uh, uh, Darla Staggs, all the people from the old uh, WFIA crew, Ken Jugan, uh, you know, and a lot of people I've met, you know, in recent years, like Frank Mott. And yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of really neat people involved with Cauliflower Alley, and my whole thing is, yeah, and since I don't have to drive anywhere, <laughs> I drink more than I usually but, do. But it's hilarious, because we're watching the wrestling, you leave, so I end up watching it, and it's like, it's all right, like, some of the matches mm-hmm. were good, but it's like, it's it just doesn't compare to, like, what you're watching in CMLL and all this other stuff. In fact, this is a good segue. Yeah, I, yeah. what I the heard women, was that... I will say the cheerleader Melissa's match was... Was she that the was one with good. Sin Sage? Yeah, and since no, that was a different one. But oh, uh huh. Her stuff was good. The other mm-hmm. girl that the girl that was from TNA was pretty good also, but the ref kept screwing up everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was like it kind of like messed it up, but it's like it wasn't. It was something that you could watch at any other other indie show. So it wasn't yeah. something I. Would I mean, watch. what little I saw, I I thought was good, but. It went an awfully long time, which is yes. kind of... I yes, call that, that... That was the other thing. I think we, we got there like at 7 to mm-hmm. like the, the, the Sunday show. We got there like at 7, and, it, and they were telling us that they were, had already been going on for like a, at least an hour. Yeah. And then they had a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal to close it out with 39 wrestlers. And like I... I think we finished. I think we got to number twenty three and decided we didn't know who any of these wrestlers were. Also, yeah. I mean, outside of the the name ones, there were a lot of indie wrestlers that we didn't even know who they were, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it I, well, I, no disrespect, but it was like, no, it wasn't. It's not like it was a bad show. It just it went a long time. I, I call it indie itis. Yeah, you know, you know, a lot of independent. I think like we had run. just watched indie wrestling. Like we had gone on an indie show like a couple of weeks. Before yeah, we, yeah. yeah so. It was, so 
It was good. I mean, and I'm I'm the last person to really criticize it because I, I saw so little of it because yes. I was going around drinking and yes. hobnobbing Kurt was and drinking, and I was playing I was playing the slots. Mostly. The funniest was when somebody came and asked me saying, "Saying you're Kurt Brown?" I going, "Yeah." Says, uh, "I heard you're a good hookup for marijuana." And I'm going, <laughs> uh, "Before we were in California, where it's legal, I don't know, but no, you know, I'm not holding, I know who, dude. I know who, who said that, Conan." <laughs> Let's just, let's just admit it. Conan would have... No, Conan it's more like I'd go to Conan saying, I hear, yes, I hear you're yes. a good hookup for marijuana. Conan would have been the, no, bro, bro go, go to Kurt Brown. <laughs> Kurt Brown's the guy. He'll you mean he, you won't, so he won't send you to Colt Cobana instead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's the perfect segue into Busca de Idolo, which is, I think, uh, the best wrestling TV show going right now, in my opinion. And do you agree with me? No. Lucha's Deca. No, just kidding, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the best. It's the best show going on because it's not really a TV show. It's online. Yeah, true. <laughs> but still, it's the best show. Yeah, it's okay. the best show. The best the video the best show. And that's the problem. Now, nowadays, with iPay-per-views and all this stuff, it's like hard to figure out what to name. Like, I mean, I guess you just say best show in general. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. I, I think CML is going to just burn us out with all these shows they keep coming up with. Like, they came up with that CML and Forma show mm-hmm. where they it's like a new show. Which I have not seen. Yeah, yeah. well, that's on Wednesdays. You're not you're not going to watch that. But they've had Tyrantis on. They've had the... I, this Wednesday, they're going to announce the finalists. Mm-hmm. Next, this this Friday will be the finals for En Busca de Un Idolo. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's going to be Hechicero versus either Carvernario or Dragon Lee. Which either will be great. Yeah, either will be great, because either one of them deserves it. Well, I like, you know, when I first saw Hechicero, I'd say, okay, this is like if Ray Mendoza and Phantasma had a child together. He looks like a hybrid between the <laughs> yeah. Vianos and Phantasma. Oh, but the guy's such an awesome worker. Really nice really, guy, too. Yeah? Yeah, he's really good. Amazing worker. He and Cavernario, I am huge marks for, uh, especially Cavernario. Yeah. I really loved Hechicero's match with Dragon Lee. You know what's so weird about this tournament is like when it first started, if you gave me like the, all eight of the guys, mm-hmm. Carvernario and Hechicero were automatically two of the top four. I thought, okay, those two are top four. Yes. But it's weird. Like when it started, I thought Soberano and um, Super Halcone Jr. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't high on Super Halcone Jr. I just thought CMLL was higher on him. Yes. And I thought they're going to elevate him. And Sobrano, because the, he won, like, some tournament or something. Like, he was in the fi- No, actually, he was in the finals against Carvernario mm-hmm. in that tag tournament. And um, I thought, okay, this guy's going to move up. And he looked pretty good in those matches. But they were, like, the most disappointing of the whole group. I mean, oh, especially Super, Super Halcone was horrible. Super Halcone. I, I, mean, I remember watching before Busca yeah. de Lido started when they were showing the Time Warner match. show. Yeah, and he was, like, in tag matches, trios matches. He, he, he strikes me as somebody who would rather be any place but in the wrestling yes, ring. He, yes. he looks like he's had like no when they, fun. When they would talk to him, it was like... You know, yeah, whatever. You know, like one of those. Whereas, and Sobrano, I think he's just a kid. You know, he's, he's a young kid trying to impress the girls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, these guys have kids at young ages, too. So it's like. Was he uh, the one that when, one. when he was being uh, judged by Tarantes when Tarantes. Yes, continually did he, he, buried him. Did he make the, was he the one he made the Mill Moscaris comment about? Yeah, yeah. What, you tell people about that. That's just, the, just the great. The Mill Moscaris that only stars like that deserve to be like, um. What's the term? Like that cocky? Yeah, cocky. Yeah. He's so cocky. Not a young guy like him. He can't be cocky. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't earned that, that right. 
Toronto's has had some of the greatest lines. This has been this has been like if you're gonna pick like the the people who have really moved up the ladder. Nero Casas as trainer has been great. Oh my god! I mean the fact yes. that he climbs into the ring to slap Dragon Lee to like yes. get him going and stuff like that. Um, Tirantes has been amazing as a judge, and I know um, Dave Meltzer was like, he's a horrible judge, and it's like Dave doesn't understand Spanish first of all, mm-hmm. so like he's not going to get half of the, what this tournament's about. Plus, I mean, a lot of people don't understand it's just a work. <laughs> well, that's the thing work. is, I think there, I, I, I think he's probably looking at it like as a tough enough where they were on tough enough. They acknowledged it's a work and they tell you what you I have to do. I don't know, but what, these guys are in character. I don't understand because I think he kind of wants it to be like UFC judging. He Which it shouldn't be. Because he mentioned Lance Storm should be one of the judges on this. I'm like, Lance Storm is like the worst guy you could add into a ju- to Judge Lucha. I know. You've heard of the Antichrist? This is the Antichrism. Lance Storm is like the worst guy you could possibly have as Lucha. I mean, the guy admits he doesn't like Lucha, so it's like... Yeah, why would you... Why would you want him as yeah. a Lucha guy? He's, he doesn't understand. If I, if, if I wanted somebody to tell me about charisma, he's like the last person I would ask. <laughs> I mean, because the guy has no it's charisma. True. It's and true. And I like Lance Storm as a wrestler. I, I do too. I yes. just don't think he, I, I don't, I don't think he's the right person. To I, I, I think he's an interesting guy when I hear him on Brian Alvarez's show, but I don't hear his show. Yeah. No, he's actually interesting to listen to, but on this format, no, he'd the be the only, last person. The only wrestler I will listen to that has a podcast right now is Conan. And the only reason I do is because he, like, comes up with some of the weirdest stuff. <laughs> he, he does, and he's a fascinating yeah, person. He's, he's fascinating because he has a lot of interest. Yes. And he's a good conversation. But then he, like, bullshits a lot. So it's like mm-hmm. you can, if you know him well enough, you know that he's, this is what he is. Yes, exactly. And I love occasionally hearing a bong hit. Yes, and then you hear the it's bong hit. It's so hits. cool. I, I also love Steve Austin's show, I'll admit. I have not heard that one yet. This is really good, too. But, I mean, because they're, they, they're natural in it. Whereas, like, I think Lance Storm is really too serious for me. Well, and Busca de Idolo, this, how do you say, it's a hard-working, but you can't, you can't call it a serious show because they are in their characters. Yes. And this is a work. And the also, whole judging thing is a work. And they're also judging it as, as that, and then there's also that they're judging not just work, but also charisma, mm-hmm. getting over with the crowd and stuff like that. Because they've actually openly admitted that Echiceros, the flaw that they, they sometimes see in Echiceros is that he's, mm-hmm. not, he's not working the crowd, you know, he's not getting the crowd involved. And... The last match, he did that. Mm-hmm. So they actually praised him for that, although Rush didn't. Rush was, like, horrible. <laughs> and again, Rush, Rush is in character. Rush was Rush was, was horrible in character, but, I mean, it, I mean, he was great in, in character, but he's horrible as a judge because he was just, right. like, he was just knocking these guys. But it, it was a similar with La Sombra. They did the same thing, but at least they weren't as bad as, like, Mr. Niebla, like, talking about all this. Like, this well, that's what I haven't of, seen. I heard, I heard some of his stuff was a disaster. Oh. Like, what was the story the last, behind that? The last two shows he was judging, mm-hmm. he was a little bit drunk. He, he was, usually he's a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. In those last shows, he was way... One of those where even the layperson can tell oh, something. Oh, the last man, the last show he did, he judged, he was like, he was like, um, he was like, he kept repeating a word like over and over again. <laughs> and you see Tarantis on the side, like just holding his head down. Like, <laughs> like, just like laughing, but like holding his head down. Like, this... like, like it's a disaster how bad Oh it was. my God. You know you're bad when Shocker sounds normal. Like, <laughs> Shocker's like, and Shocker's a little, Shocker's a little out of it when he does the show. Right. You could hear him slur- slurring his words sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like when Mr. Niebla's like totally out, Wow. That's really bad. And then he started doing a lot of... I think what, what also kind of caused a lot of problems, he started talk, saying stuff about the women. Mm-hmm. Like, putting down women. Right. And Tirantes had to, like, make sure he would, like, like bring... Say something positive. Like, correct about, it. He would say something positive about women just to not, like, put down Mr. Niebla. Yeah. 
And it's like, but people wouldn't get it. They always caught Toronto just being like an asshole towards the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But he really did give a lot of good points. No, I, I, you know, one of the things I like about being able to read your uh, write-up on Busca de Idolo, you know, my Spanish is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is that when I hear Torontes, I can understand about half of what he's saying as bad as my Spanish is. But I love when I read your write-ups, it's like this is a crossroads for Torontes. He's a whole new character. Yeah, because he's actually being very like honest about his opinion on what they're doing in the ring. Like he loves he loves Hechicero. From mm-hmm. the from moment he saw him wrestle, Hechicero was great. And that kind of you may it makes you wonder what if Tirantes had gotten power like in AAA, what AAA would look like. That's a very good which question. Is now it's now it's at least now AAA is kind of like getting a different look now. Mm-hmm. But I mean Tirantes back then, I mean maybe it would have been a little more. Different. I wonder, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm seeing this whole new spectrum. I would have liked to have seen his, his shows that he promoted. Because I'm sure that would have been something I like that would have been interesting in Veracruz where he mm-hmm. promoted. Would have been interesting. I don't know. No, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, two of the people that are pushing the hardest is Hechicero and uh, Barbaro Cavernario. And one of the things I enjoyed, and again, I've I've watched the show in a very disjointed way. I haven't watched it in order, but I've seen how strong they're putting Hechicero over. I mean, just like, I mean, great wrestler, great badass. He's only like, Cavernario's only like 19. Yeah. And Hechicero's. I think probably late twenties. Uh, yes, and when which he- is like young. <laughs> it's <CML>. true. Female, <laughs> that's young. If you're under forty five, you're you're young. young. You're young. <laughs> or if you're Negro Costas, you're yeah, forever you're, you're young. You're forever young. Yeah. Uh, but what I what I dug is when Hechicero and Carvernario uh, wrestled each other. I thought now most promotions would come up with a finish that puts each other over strong. Well, or is intended to put each wrestler over, but essentially would have like a non-finish so none of them, you know, look weak. Well, no, they had Carvernario slap the Carvernaria on Hechicero and he submits clean. Yeah. And that just made Carvernaria look all the more bitching that this guy who's been steamrolling over everybody. Or like guys losing via countout. Like how many... (gasps) The, yes, that was a, I think that was a Dragon Lee match, wasn't it? The Dragon Lee match with Cavernario. Yeah. It was he did a plancha, yeah, from the top. Not a four fifty splash like Dave Meltzer's. No, it was not a four fifty <laughs> splash. Like, Dave Meltzer's like mentioning how they, they're doing so many four fifty splashes to the floor. I'm like, they haven't done any four fifty splashes to the floor. No, this was just they've a done tornillos. They've done tornillos and like they've done. I don't even think they've done like anything that. Wrist like they've done some Not crazy. Really. They've done some crazy. Hechicero shit. did a couple of really wild. Oh, Hechicero! The first match he did that um, that bump where he did the leg drop. Yes, off the guardrail where he spun backwards, and it's like never do that again. No, but it's a no. spot he does in the ring, which is like I'm guessing he's probably done it outside. We just never seen it. Yeah, we've never seen it to be done. Well, when yeah, when uh, Carvernario did the finish where he did a flying body press from the top of the corner to the outside of the ring. Yeah, and he you know landed splat on Dragon Lee and it looked like he nailed him good then he got in the ring and Dragon Lee was counted out not one of those oops I didn't get back into the ring in time darn it I lost no he was laid out and I I got to be honest I have not seen that kind of a count out win since I was a kid what I like about Dragon Lee is like he I you could tell he's watching a lot of Japanese wrestling DVDs or or videos on YouTube really really cuz he's a lot of the stuff he's done 
is stuff that you would know, like if you watch Japanese wrestling, like the like that drop kick he does over the top rope. Yes, that's the that's a Marafuji move. Oh, and then um, that that finisher he does the 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 powerplex. That's mm-hmm. that's another Japanese that's a, move. That's a sweet, scary looking. But then the other thing he does, the one thing he does do that comes naturally. He has that ex- that little fire that um, Rush has. Yes, it looks like he's going to like kill somebody. <laughs> and it <laughs> he looks yeah, that, that little like, like like that little fire that. I just agree. Know he's gonna light he it. could. He doesn't have to change his outfit. He just has standard trunks, boots, and a mask. But he manages just to show passion. Yeah, he shows passion in the, mm-hmm. in the ring. So that that's it. and then Kachoro, like I mean, that's the weird thing. Oh, you, how you, could we not mention yeah, him? Like Kachoro, <laughs> like, like the one that you least mention because he's pretty, he's mm-hmm. probably already out of it. But um, the guy's been amazing. Like the topes he does, like he does probably one of the nicest topes. He, he's a smooth worker. He, he's a really good worker. Yes. Like, I, I like what he does in the ring. I mean, he's a guy that... But, you know, like, of all the guys, I think Dragon Lee's the one that really needs it most. Mm-hmm. Although not really, because he's, he's, his family's currently the the top group. You know, like, Rush, his dad's there, his brother's... Yeah. So he's kind of got... He's locked in. And she said I was pretty much going to be locked in into one of the top main event heel groups. I'm guessing Carbonario's already in, in Peste Negra. That's awesome. And Cachorro's with Blue Panther, so they're pretty much all, like, Near main event. This is one of those things. No matter how the tournament ends, everybody is, everybody who's been working hard is uh, benefiting from. Well, that. you didn't watch the Friday match. The Friday no, show. I didn't. Um, basically, the the end of that was um, Rush was being like a total dick. He was one of the he was the guest judge, and he was being like a total jerk to all the guys because he's his basic gimmick right now is that he's a he's neither a heel or a babyface. They're in the middle, and they're trying to correct what the heels are supposed to be, which mm-hmm. they're supposed to get booed, but they're they're cheering. They're getting cheers. Yes. So then um, he's talking. He, he every guy. He just knocks every. He puts down every 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 participant. He puts down. Um, I think the first one he puts down is Calvinario, mm-hmm. telling him he's asking for cheers and stuff. If he's he's supposed to be a heel, so he gives him a one. So then he go- goes to his brother Dragon Lee, and he tells Dragon Lee that as long as he's teaming up, as long as he's being trained by Negro Casas, he's going to end up in this with the same result, which is losing. He should be training with them. So then he goes to um, Echicero, tells Echicero he's boring. And he's like, he's neither a Rudo, he's not a good Rudo, Rudo either. Mm-hmm. If he wants to see what a good Rudo, Rudo is, get in the ring with him. So he's already throwing out the challenge to <laughs> Right, him. right. So then uh, I, I can only imagine, because I, I think Rush is one of the guys who likes moves and stuff. I'm sure he's like looking at, at, at Echicero and thinking, man, this guy's pretty badass, you know? Oh, yeah. And then um, he gets to um, Cachoro, and he tells Cachoro, why is he wasting time tra- being trained by Nero Casas when he was trained by Blue Panther, who's a better wrestler than, than Nero Casas? <laughs> you know, picking at right. Nero Casas. So then Nero Casas is asking for the mic as Tirantes is being the last guy giving his opinion on, on Cachorro. So then Nero Casas grabs the mic and he's like, he's like, hey, Rush, what are you doing? Why are you telling these guys, putting down all these young guys? You're, you're a detriment to these guys. You're just insulting them. And Rush gets upset and charges at him and just attacks attacks um, Nero Casas. While this is going on, uh, Shocker is one of the other judges. So Ultimo Garantirantes keeps Shocker from getting involved. Oh, that's awesome. So then Cachorro's the one who's trained by Nero Casas. What does he do? He just stands there and looks at him. Because <laughs> he's not going to get involved. Right. And so they bring in the refs and pull them apart and do that. But it's... it's Thus it, fur- furthering one furthering of the greatest... Furthering a bunch of little, little angles. They, they, they further the angle that Nero Casas and Cachorro don't get along. Yes. Because remember that, and and furthering 
Negro Casas and, and Rush, Rush, one of the greatest which, feuds which today. Was the main event, which was the main event tag title match, which was Rush and La Mascara defending their tag titles against um, Casas and Shocker. Mm-hmm. And Casas and Shocker ended up winning the That's the, so cool. The, tag, the title matches, which led to like a great interview with um, Rush and Shocker. I mean, Shocker and Negro Casas talking about... Uh, oh, two of the best yes, people how, on the mic. How, they, how, they're, how they're like... They're the champs now, and that they wanna, they wanna, they're gonna let Nero Casas take the hair of um, Rush. But if that doesn't work out, they'll take their hair. They'll all take their hair and their mask and all this stuff. Sweet, really good, really good. Um, it's a good feud. It's probably the best feud, and it's probably the best feud in in the U.S. right now. Like in 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 all in North America. I mean, North America, North yeah, North America. Just because there's so much. If if you put everything together, it's like this really great feud. Like, oh, it's so good. Rush is a great talker. I was just watching uh, rewatching Rush. When he did the in, where he does a promo where he like mocks the the baby face and technique the everybody does a, an, a, a when they do their interview they they start with a buenas noches or buenas tardes mm-hmm. uh, arena Mexico so he does it again <laughs> he does it only he, he he gets he does it like in a in a you know in a dick type of yeah arrogant way arrogant way yeah and he's like he's like never mind all you guys are dogs <laughs> it just like insults everybody. <laughs> But it's like this. That's it's, sweet. It's it's this. It's it's a. Uh, it's probably the best feud that's going right now in Mexico. So it is really good. And re- reiterating what you said, Negro Costas act- actually makes being a corner man meaningful. Yeah. The only person who is a, as good a corner man as him is Shocker. Yeah. When he was doing the suit. Yes. The suit with the, oh with my the, god. With the lollipop. And, and they didn't do it by upstaging the guy. They did exactly. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do a TV show of it because usually they do a TV, uh, uh, reality series mm-hmm. on this. But I mean, they really haven't mentioned if they're going to do a reality series, right? But because it'd be cool, kind of, to see the behind-the-scenes stuff <coughs> where these guys are just like, I'd like to see if these guys are insulting Super Halcone, <laughs> like, like in real life, like if they're all like kind of see what's happening yeah, behind, like, like behind like, the like, scenes. Like if they're really annoyed by Super Halcone, just like not giving a fuck. Yes. But it's funny because I, 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 you watch him teaming up with Omber Bala, getting back to Super Halcon. Okay. Omber Bala, <laughs> Omber, ba- Omber Bala is so much better than Super Halcon. I mean, it's like, wow, what happened to this guy? Like, he's... It's weird. I, I, well, I wonder if it's one of those things because I remember seeing Connect's son. And again, it... Oh, it, Connect Jr. He looked like... I got the sense uh, that he just didn't want to be there. Like, like, almost like, Daddy's making me do this. Why do I have to be a wrestler? My, my, my favorite is... um. This photographer that I know in uh, Mexico shall remain nameless because he attends a lot of shows. Mwahaha. He writes. He writes on his Facebook page, "Connect Junior again." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> owie! Like, I just laughed. I was like, "Oh, poor guy." Yeah, but no, it looks like somebody. I, I mean, that's just my impression. It looks like but somebody who doesn't really want to be doing this. It's kind of funny because you have a lot of like. I think we have like a lot. We know a lot of people in wrestling who like are like very open-minded or they won't say anything bad about certain wrestlers mm-hmm. but then like when you hear somebody say that it's like <laughs> you know something they don't really say because they go to a lot of lucha shows no it's yeah. true it's true uh you know i know we have a lot of news i just want to briefly say oh, you know the sunday show that we just watched the sunday show that we just watched yes and it's where i thought i watched the whole show but i realized yeah. i i came kurt, over here kurt tells me he, he kurt calls me up and tells me he's gonna be late and then he tells me he's he saw the entire show and i'm like no you didn't because I figured you called like I think you called like at five thirty. Right? Yes, it was exactly. And the show was still going on. And I'm like, no, and he's like, yeah, the, wasn't the last match the Fuego Virus title match? And I said, no, the the main event was um, the Atlantis Ultimo Guerrero Trios match. 
He's like, oh. But from what you said, said, I didn't miss yes, too much. Yes, he said, he said, I missed that. And I go, you didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know why, really you, you know really why I thought Virus and Fuego was the final matches? Because on the CML website, they didn't list uh, Atlantis's match. Yeah. But I thought it was... I, I, I was. No, it, it, seriously, I had the whole lineup. The lineup has Atlantis and all that stuff. You just okay. must have missed it. I'll look again, and I'm going to paste the fit page and email to you. Because the, the, the car, the poster has that. It wasn't the poster. It was like a, a CMLL, the web page. They had the whole lineup, but yeah, Virus but and Fuego. Yeah, the on there, too. Okay, well, I wasn't looking at the poster. <laughs> We're going to argue about We're this, guys. Argue. Aren't you thrilled let's, that we let's argue? Let's go to CMLL.com. Now, uh... They changed it already. Now, Actually, they probably already changed it. <laughs> Why would it, I, they... Just uh, briefly want to say the... Opening match was Starman and Flyer over Espanto Jr. We, and Zyko. We both agreed that was probably one of the worst matches we've yes. ever seen. Uh, it, it was passable, but only because of El- Espanto Jr. being involved. And I, and I said he was horrible, too. I disagree we on disagree, that one. We disagreed on that. He was the only one who had any kind of a sense of timing. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the baby faces had some good moves, but their timing was off. Zyko has a cool look, but boy, is he... Do you know he Tepid. got stabbed? What? He got stabbed once. Like at a... I think it might have been near or in a Mexico or something. Was it because... Or in his neighborhood. I think it was where he lives. Was it because he's such a bad worker? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting if they... That would be interesting if they found out that was the reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> he has a cool look to him. When he goes to the ring, he looks really cool. Then he starts wrestling and his timing is just lame. Yeah, there it is. Main event. Right at the top. Okay, I was wrong. I was right. Fredo's right. I was wrong. And I was sober, too. So, <laughs> uh, Then a uh, second match. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. No, I, I, I concede. I concede. Yeah. No, I mean, the opening match, was that bad? It was passable for an opening match. For an opening match, but I've seen much better opening matches. W- would you say most of these opening matches, like the bad CML opening matches, would be good indie matches, like in some of the shows that we've gone to? Probably, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the we've been to like some indie shows where it's like. Well, and also we've been to indie shows where you see an opening match where uh, it's either a really horrible match or it's two guys who are good, but they don't realize you're the opening match. You're not supposed to try to steal the show, and they do twenty topes in the first. It's fine if it's PWG where the guys are good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the opening match. Yeah. But no, no. I, I, this was a passable opening match, and they. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very opinionated on opening matches. You don't try to steal the show. You think you, you could beat um, Zyko? Would you be better than Zyko? Hell yeah. yeah. Even I would. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not all that. Well, they did have that cool finisher, though. That, um, like, they, they double-teamed into, like, a Uranagi. Yes. That was a cool That finisher. was pretty cool, actually. That was actually a cool Yeah. Finisher. But I thought, I thought that Espanto Jr. was the one who kept the timing together. And, I mean, you could see Zyko whispering spots to people. And, <laughs> I, I, you know... Now, the second match, we both dug this one, Marcella, Estrellita, and Vaquerita, who all look very We cute. didn't even talk about the dancing. There was a lot of dancing on the show. There was a show. lot of dancing yeah. on the show, yes. That was it. <laughs> that, that was, was it, game. yes. Dancing. Uh, yeah. Dancing, dancing, dancing. So these we'll, gals, we'll talk about dancing later on the show. <laughs> we will talk to, later about dancing on the show, but uh, Marcella, Estrellita, and Vaquerita, who all looked very cute... Over Princesa Blanca, who was the queen of this match, Dallas, and La Seductora via disqualification. 
Uh, I dug uh, Marcella that that flip she did into a Rana. Yeah, the corner. that was awesome yeah. with uh, Dallas. Yeah, that was really good. Dallas has been really good. Has been a lot better as a as a Ruta. I totally agree like, with you. She there. was horrible as a, as a technical, but as a Ruta, she like she's a good base. Like she looks and she looks maybe it's because Marcella. <laughs> it's not, she looks I, comfortable yeah. in the role too. Because then when she works with Estrella, it's like a little more of a struggle. Yeah, well, well, oh, I, and, and we had for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, we had a we had a little game of what would Estrella wear during this match, being that it was Father's oh, yes. Day, mm-hmm. and I got it right because she wore dom- dominatrix outfit. Yes, whereas, and she did look fine. Whereas Robbie Hari suggested that she would be wearing sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It would be the ultimate word. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Uh, and I would say Princessa Blanca was not just the captain of her team, but the captain of this match. I mean, she she's was, really good. She's she actually, is awesome. Yeah. Um, and she's cute too. Vacarita, Vacarita <laughs> is really good too. Yeah, she had a better outfit too. She wore like a Mexican national soccer. That was outfit. cool. That was very cute. Because the last time I saw her, she was wearing like <laughs> she was working like like this. Um, you know the she's a cowgirl, so mm-hmm. she wore like a flannel shirt, like a cut off flannel shirt. Yes, and then, like like her tights were like. Flannel. This was much cooler. And then like she wore she painted like pants, body paint mm-hmm. pants on. And it looks like the hokiest looking thing. This actually looked a lot better. This was cute. She's actually a lot better than... A, she might be a better worker than like a lot of the CML women that have been there in the past. Yeah, well, I got to say, even, even at times when this match, when you know the girls who were a little bit greener than Princesa, I mean, they were working their butts off. They yeah. work hard. And I, 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 I give everybody points A lot points better than that. Luna Mahika. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's another girl that's going to be joining CMLL soon, Akira. I haven't seen her wrestle that much, but apparently... Do you know much, anything about her? Uh, I think I've seen her wrestle, but it's like, I don't really remember a lot of this. But she's going to be joining. She's going to get a tryout or something. <laughs> I think they let you work like a couple of matches, and then like if they like you, right. they keep inviting you over and offer you a contract. Gotcha. Yeah. Blue Panther, Sagrado, Stuka. You know, I like the... I like the... Well, continue the... Who else? Over. Cranio, Morphosis, and El Olimpico. I like the the opening sequence with Blue Panther and uh, Olympico, mm-hmm. but then the match kind of like went like kind of went, went south, south afterwards. <laughs> Did you <laughs> see the spot where where Mihai gets thrown up and yes, that was sweet. He lands. He, it's they they're supposed to land. He's supposed to land on the on on the chest area mm-hmm. or the. The, the, the chest region of Blue Panther. Blue Panther. And he lands right on his face. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I was just laughing at that. Poor um, Maestro. Cranio's, I really like Cranio. For a big guy, I really like Cranio. I dig him too. But it's like, for whatever reason, they don't do a lot with him. Like Because he's had some really good matches where you think he, they sh- he should work a singles match with, like, Jeremiah Jr. But he never gets it. Like, he's always, like, working Porky or, like, guys like that. Mm-hmm. But um, this match, I thought the match kind of, like, fell apart towards the end. It, like, in the middle. Yeah. In the middle, the second fall was really kind of like where I lost it. And then like the third fall, they tried to pick it up. But it wasn't, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was good. It was passable. I've been saying that a lot. It's yeah, passable. It's passable. Now we go to Super Porky La Mascara on de Oro, where it was more of a story match between La Mascara. Trying not tr- to, like, working his being a heel. Uh, yeah. He refused face. to tag his partners. Yeah. And then in turn, his partners refused to tag him. Yeah. That match was awful. No, <laughs> that match was really bad. Is it? My I feel bad for Terrible. He's in so many bad matches. Now. Yeah, but he's like a really good worker, and like he 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 works. He's the he's the world. He's the CMLL world heavyweight champion. He works Terceras, 
like yes. the third match. And it's like, he's always losing. Like, he lost to La Mascara in this match. Mm-hmm. Then he lose this match, he lost to La Mascara. To the Campana. Yeah. We'll talk about La Campana. The Campana, La Campana. But, um, the Ding Dong. And then he lost to Super Porky, Super Porky in a previous match, like a trios match. It's like, this guy's the CML World Heavyweight Champion. He's jobbing out to, like, the Alvarado family, which is like, <laughs> really weird. Now... Uh, of course, you know, it's funny because we always talk about, well, maybe he should jump to AAA to team up with Tejano. It's like, he'd probably end up jobbing to another Alvarado over there in, um, <laughs> in AAA. Here in Alvarado, Psych- there in Alvarado, everywhere Psycho in Alvarado. Clown. Psycho Clown's uh, mm-hmm. Alvarado, so he didn't... Or Dave the Clown. Dave the Clown. Uh, the mystery. Now, is Dave it me? Is it me, or is... I mean, Super Porky's been just working his How Super is it Porky possible gimmick. he was the best guy in that match of the technical... Yeah. Did you notice that? Did yeah. you notice the running, like the running spot where they just let it, they kept running? Him yes, down? until he just passes <laughs> yeah, out passes from up. fatigue. I was like, I was like, man, I hope somebody starts watching this stuff. And you know that match, He's, that he, that match wouldn't have been so bad if they should just had it be two straight falls and have it really quick yes, just to yes. get the story over because you're that, getting you're getting I, the breakup of the tag and team. And I think that's what made the show go so much longer because the show ended up mm-hmm. going two and a half hours long, which usually it's like two hours and fifteen minutes maybe. But, I mean, it was nonstop. I was like, when is this thing going to end? And it was that match because, I mean, once you got past that part, it was like, oh, God, these guys are just still going. Nonstop. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it was just this lengthy match where they're, the whole match they're teasing, Mascara uh, turning heel, and it would have been a lot better if it just went two straight falls, made it How quick. How bland is La Mascara? As a, as, like, he's like the one, I don't understand why he's, yeah. he's like in that group, and it's like, La Sombra and Rush are so cool, and then La Mascara is like, ah. La Sombra is just, yeah. he, he's an entity unto his own. That guy is the coolest. Yeah. Now, uh, the highlight, the lightweight match with the Pequeño Maestro Virus. Virus versus. Virus versus Fuego. That was really good. That was an awesome match, and I give CMLL TV a hard time because a lot of times they do those wayward fan shots where you see a fan just waving at the camera, they were actually getting shots of fans who were into the match yeah. and popping for the near falls. This was this is the kind of match I love, the old-school title match where Rudo versus Technico, but they wrestle as Technicos, both of them. I should mention about the camera guys. They did catch that one time the two lesbians were kissing, so, you know, there's... There's, they do get some points. I'm all for that. I am for that. Yeah, I, they, they get still, points. That's still one of the funniest moments. Like, the announcers were like, what? I think that show just aired. The match that that happened to just aired on Lucha Steca, Like, I think it might have been last week or the... Maybe you know, that's why recently. it's been touted as yeah. the best show on TV yeah, today. Because like, I remember that was one of, that was one of the... They're, they're talking and all of a sudden, like, what? What happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that match was really good. I mean... And the third fall, it wasn't just one of these back and forth things. They had Fuego all over uh, Virus, who was the champion, and just getting all these near falls. I've seen so many matches where they just kind of go 50-50 back and forth. No, this guy has Virus on the run. And then Virus finally got him in. Uh, well, he did gave him uh, the gory special, the inverted gory driver. The gory driver, yes. Kurt in- doesn't know the wrestling moves nowadays. No, I know the gory special, and this was <laughs> no, like don't the, worry, man. the inverted gory uh, special into a pile driver. I, I, I love when when like like some of the guys who know all these moves, mm-hmm. they'll they'll like tell me what they are. 
But then, like, when I'm writing the recap, it's like, what is this move called? So I'm looking for the name of it. And it's like, you know, I'm wasting too much time looking for the name of the move. That's so your next like, thing you should do on Lucha World is you should have illustrated moves with their name yeah, for Lucha, people like me. I think me. Lucha Wiki has that already. Yeah, bastards. But I don't I, – I, I wouldn't <laughs> have time to do that. Nah, I, I can dig it. Yeah, no, but uh, – uh, and then, like we were talking about the move La Campana. Yeah. He went from the Gory Driver into La Mecedora, and then he did La Campana. And he did it beautifully, yeah, too. Just the way he like segued into it. Yeah, it's like it's like La Mascara and Angel de Oro should have just packed their bags and left. <laughs> yes. That's how, that's how much... That's how, well, actually, they should pack their bags and leave after they see in Busca de Unido. Like, <laughs> these, guys are, these guys are already like getting past... Like They're going to get passed over at some point. I, I mean... Yeah, you're right. One quick thing about Virus is, is this match, this was like an old-school technical match, got over with today's audience, and the audience enjoyed it so much they threw money in the ring afterwards. Yeah. Not just a little, a lot of they money do. in there. They, I saw, like, some pesos, like some big old pesos. Uh, I, I can't... I'm Okay, I marked out for this because I love when people I saw do... some Canadian money in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a microscope? <laughs> I, Canadian I, coins. Canadian coins. What's the exchange rate? I didn't rate? see any American dollars. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think some yen. yen There's a little bit of yeah. yen in there, you know, from last time Tanahashi came by. Probably. Uh, there's but, a lot of Japanese attending these shows. Have you seen? <laughs> I haven't noticed that. Yeah, there's a lot of no Japanese. No way. That, yeah, there's always, a, there's always at least a couple of Japanese people at, at Arena Mexico, mm. Arena Coliseo shows. But this is the kind of match that I remember you would see a lot in the 80s where uh, Arudo, if it was a title match, he just wrestles a straight technical style. And that's what they did here. And uh, you know what's it so, worked. What, I mean, with a modern-day crowd, it still gets what's over. What's so great about Virus is that every single one of his matches gets over. His singles matches, mm-hmm. his title matches, they always get over. But for whatever reason, it's like, it's just done every so often. But it's like, it always works. Like, he's he's always, like, he's always getting over with, because... He's so good in the ring. I mean, it's, he is. it's hard not to. And just that name, the little teacher. Yeah. I dig it. You know, um, <laughs> and it's just fun. You know, you remember how one of my little being an old man. One of my complaints. You know, I miss that the old days of Mexico where they used to have a welterweight title, light heavyweight title, a lightweight. Well, I got to see a lightweight title yeah. defense today. The, the other thing I liked about it was what at the end they asked him what he was going to do next, and he said he wanted a match against Titan, mm-hmm. he wanted, Titan. He wanted a rematch with Titan, and then he talked about how um, they asked him about Fuego, and he's like, Fuego was he deserves another rematch because he's that good. Cool. And he was like praising him. He like made sure like put him over. That's great. I like how vi- Virus and, and Negro Casas always put over their. Yeah, and I got to be honest, I'm just kind of coming to light about Virus. I've seen him, but I haven't paid close attention. Where have you been, man? Hey, you're the one who turned me on to Sangre's Chicana. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, sometimes there's sometimes there are guys that uh, since I watched dramas, you probably haven't even seen much. No, I haven't. No, Um, Doctor Cerebro. I've seen Doctor Cerebro. Yeah, because I I sent I give you. Yep. (laughs) No, seriously, since I watched so much less. Hechicero. Hechicero. No, I love Hechicero. Now, but you're not the only one on that, so there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think the Busca de Idolo, if this was, like, pretty much planned from day one as we're going to elevate a whole bunch of guys at once? You know, I think it was, because the first one, not the four, well, actually, the Forjando kind of had that, too, but um, the, the lad, the Busca, the, which would be, what, 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, they had, like, five guys that actually ended up, I think, 
four or five guys that moved up because um, Euphoria they elevated, mm-hmm. and that guy's not a that guy's no rookie. That guy was a right the guy who's been in CML since like two thousand seven. Yeah, he, so he, uh, not even he, a rookie by yeah, storyline. He even had a son. <laughs> <laughs> his son is wrestling in the in the most recent for um, in Busca del Nidolo. I was gonna say, is Pepe Costas uh, gonna be a, a uh, contestant? The guy next who time? was Dragon Lee back then ended up being Mystico, mm-hmm. the new Mystico, um, Niebla Roja. Mm-hmm. He's now a main event guy. Titan was really the one I think they didn't expect was going to be a, a star. I didn't think he would. But that guy was the one that the fans wanted. Because mm-hmm. he was so much better than everybody else. <laughs> he was the guy that... And he basically became the, the, the name that everybody elevated. Yeah. This one, I mean, Echicero is the one that the fans have been voting for. But I think he would have gone over just because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. The other guys are the ones that I... I, I don't think they expected Cachorro to move up that quickly. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. enjoyed everything I've seen of him. I think this one's the one where I think they were planning Car- Carvinario to be the one, the star of the uh, whole thing. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah, I'm a mark think, for him because I thought when I saw that, I think he was because I mean the guy has charisma. Yeah, you give it to him, but um, but then like Dragon Lee, I think Dragon Lee, nobody expected him to be as good as he. Is. I didn't. I've all, I, I mean, I him. Him and Cachorro but... are the ones that I think were like nobody expected them. Yes, yeah, kind of. No matter how this turns out, I think a lot of people are gonna benefit from it I mean yeah. and CMLL I mean this is the most I've enjoyed CMLL in a well, long you know, that's the time thing. that's the great thing like Averno left mm-hmm. and nobody really made a comment about Averno leaving mm-hmm. how often do you hear about a guy leaving and nobody really complain? oh that's why he's leaving and all you know they complain oh now he's gone who's gonna who's gonna take his place this time I was like there's a oh, lot wow, of people there's a spot. <laughs> now we could have now we could well I mean even not even the guys who are in this tournament I mean Puma Puma's been replacing uh Averno and a lot of the on the Tuesday. Oh, has he? He's been teaming with Mephisto and Efesto every. Oh, so that's often, cool. Every so, every so often, he's really good. He's another guy. I, I think he was in the. Yeah, he was in in Busca also. Mm-hmm. He was the other guy. He, remember, because they made jokes because he wore a, a cape and a crown. <laughs> yes, and yes. They, they would make, they, that was the old, that's that's on my YouTube page where um, Ultimo Guerrero makes spins around and like, look at me, look at me. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm here dancing and it, with your Kate, with your and he called him Walter Mercado and that, that was the, that was the. Attitude. I'll never forget seeing Walter Mercado for the first time when I watched a lot of Spanish TV when I was a kid because there were in the '70s sometimes if you just scan through the Spanish channels you'd get unsuspecting surprises. Dan Farron could tell you in the '70s on two occasions. Out of nowhere, they just aired a battle, entire battle royal show from the Olympic. Oh, jeez! But that, but that it happened. Wasn't, it wasn't during it, like the. It wasn't scheduled on TV. Oh, wow. like it, they just showed it as filler, and I. Was I, CMLL in charge of TV back then? <laughs> oh God, it's worse. Mike LaBelle was. CML, no, I mean CMLL in charge of TV in general. <laughs> no, no. CMLL what it do. was is we Channel 18 at the time uh, was part J- uh, Japanese programming and Spanish programming. Uh, they would show Japanese women for a while in 1977, and in 78, just out of the blue one night, I found... Did uh, you ever watch any of the Japanese women's wrestling? Or Religiously. Oh, you did? Religiously. And that's... Uh, it you know, wasn't you, something where you were like, oh, women's wrestling. At that point... No, you, I was blown away. At that point, you had already you were already at the point where you liked, yeah, I, well, liked re- it, that, that type of wrestling. Yeah, I liked any kind of wrestling. I, mean, I remember when I would watch women's wrestling, it was like, oh, God, women's wrestling. Well, here's another thing. But it wasn't Japanese women's wrestling. Exactly, exactly. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, Wendy Richter. If it was U.S. wrestling, it was Wendy Richter or something like that, Mula. Or, or, or it was... Um, who was that good-looking girl in, um, in the NWA? The blonde, remember? 
The blonde? There was a blonde. Um, what was her name? It might have been Candy Divine. Oh, Candy Divine, yeah. One. Yeah, she was good looking. Were, yeah. Well, that was the only one I would actually watch. Here's another thing. And then the the Mexican women's wrestling was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. (laughs) Martha Villalobos? No, I'm not. No, it was a far cry (laughs) from the days, uh, from what I heard, like the ones like Chabela Romero. And it was a lot of them, but it was already them, like, like in their. Past their prime. In their 40s, 50s. But you got the idea, like, Chabela Romero. Wrestlers like that and were actually, probably quite the ass kickers. And, and you in know their what? Day. It probably was good, but mm-hmm. when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you have this completely different view of what of what um, wrestling should be. Well, well, and you're watching like 40 year old women wrestling. It's like that's not mm-hmm. that's not like cool. Well, like, also here's a difference. I think in in when you grew up and I grew up. When I grew up, there weren't even VCRs yet. I mean, they existed, but only like rich people had them. Yeah. So. When I grew up, they, when I was a kid, they had they, they had on DVD players by then. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not that old, goddammit. And you're not that young. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I'm going dyslexic on everybody. Socially dyslexic. Well, no, so what it was was I, I learned that, you know, when you'd read the magazines about wrestling in other territories, you realize there's this whole mystique to them. So when I saw there's Japanese ladies wrestling... I went straight to Channel uh, 18 and watched it. It was a half-hour show that they ran every week, would have two matches. And there was always something familiar. A lot of like screaming, huh, the matches? Like the yes, there was lots of screaming. I got turned on to the beauty pair, Jackie Sato yeah. and uh, Maki Ueda. But, uh, and, and also Sandy Parker, and uh, one of the most underrated women wrestlers in history, was a heel over there. So that was new. Yeah, but I learned you search for wrestling yeah, yeah. every every chance you get. And so when I would scan all those channels looking for wrestling, I would come across other things. And one of them was Walter Mercado. And I had no idea what he was talking about, but I just thought, this guy's blowing my mind. Yeah. This guy was like Pimpinela Escarlata, yes, and he's just exactly. talking this very emotional. I guess he was like astrologist. Yeah, astrologist. And now he does uh, like... Uh, doesn't he do like uh, he still does that, doesn't he? infomercials? I think for astrology. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And for I think he's I been s- around for so long. I mean, but I mean, when he was young, he was just. I thought this dude is like ballsy for dressing like this. And back in the day, yeah, yeah, back then. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he. I thought this guy's cool. And then the other wonderful, the best discovery that made me believe that there maybe there is a divine higher power that designs human beings when I saw Iris Chacon for the first time <laughs> singing a song barely dressed on a motorcycle and my eyes rolled up into my head and I went into well, I a beautiful about, seizure. I told you when I was like a little like little kid, like five years old, and I would watch Olga Brisky, Brisky or whatever her name was, mm-hmm. playing violin. In her like little like her scantily dress like little outfits, I was like I was a little kid and I was already watching that stuff. Oh, same here, same here. I mean, horrible. But uh, but I mean, I I saw I saw Iris Chacon and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know they made women like this, and I didn't know you could be that nearly undressed on television. (laughs) uh, You know, I'm Spanish television. I'm not gonna lie, I was I was I was smitten. Closest thing to porn on. Exactly. Spanish Don't language. you love where we go on the show, folks? Speaking of mysticism, no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, AAA Get- finally came up with a name for uh, Mystico Sincara, mm-hmm. and it's Mysticis. And do you have the spelling on that? I, for- I always it's forget how it's spelled. M Y Z T E Z I Z. 
Now, a lot of people are up in arms. I, love, how, I how, love it. I love how Brian and, and Steve spent like 15 minutes trying to figure out how that name came up and how they can't pronounce it, which I totally understand because I mm-hmm. agree with them. Like, white announcer, like Caucasian mm-hmm. gringo announcers are going to have a hard time saying, just pronouncing mystices. Yes. When, when it's a pretty simple name, mystices. Yes. But I mean, I, 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 there's it, something about the spelling that looks just, so weird. Yes, I it, love it. it it's like, like it's noticeable. Like I, I know it. Like like when I hear it, it sounds like oh, like I, I I I could be like oh, I can't believe these guys are making a big deal out of this. But then I probably do the same thing when I when I see a Japanese name and I'm like oh, how do you pronounce that name? Oh. Well, that's the same how Superboy's mother uh, could not pronounce the name Kurt. And and how did she pronounce it? Uh, she couldn't. Well, when I first knew Peloto Suicida and Mercurio was always Kurt. Kurt. Oh. And, and I remember Superboy saying that his mom would say, how do you say it again? And he'd say, Kurt. And she's trying to get it out, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yes. So she just started calling me Gabachito. <laughs> she, she should have called you Skirt. <laughs> skirt, I like that. But, but no, she, I... I skirt. skirt? <laughs> she is such an endearing woman, and I love that. If she won't see me in three years, and she comes up and hugs me and says, Gabachito. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's better than... You know that you connected with her. Oh, totally, totally. But it's... And that's why, like, I understand. And that's the, that's the only thing, like, I can understand, like, what, where they're coming from, where it's going to be difficult to say it. Exactly. And, you know, I can pass with... I, I'll give... Dave, a pa- I, I, I could give Steve a pass because he's 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 not half Mexican. <laughs> yes. But then, like Brian, I mean, come on, Brian Alvarez, come on, that guy can't pronounce mysticies. Yes, he's he's he's, he's one of those. He's one of the he's one of those Mexicans that we would all put all the Mexicans. Would put. We need to tease him more about that. Yeah, we need to tease him more. You know, well, I just we like, need to get him on the show and tease him about yeah. it. I no seriously. How about if I email him and says, Brian, could we get you on the show and Just tease you about how I know more Spanish than you do? Um, I would love to say? do that. Well, you know, the, they came up with the name. They at first, I, I actually thought it was a bad name at first too. I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. But then, like when I heard um, Joaquin, Joaquin Roldan pronounce it. It just made sense. It's like, okay, mysticies. It works. It's not that bad a name. They could have come up with something even worse. There's a lot of worse names. Somebody actually sent me like a a name, and I was like, that's actually worse than this. (laughs) I go, that's not that good either. Now, from whatever buzz you've heard, what what do you predict is going to be his... He'll probably leave like in a year. You think? Yeah, because he's a little fool of himself. Uh, he won't let he go doesn't of the Sinkara name. He won't let go of the Sinkara name. He still insists on being the Sinkara. Like, it was funny because they asked him, they're like, you're going to be Mr. Z. Yes, I'll be Mr. Z's in AAA, but on the end of the scene, I'll still use the Sinkara name. And it's like, there's already another Sinkara. Just drop the name, and it's owned by... Mm. The name is owned by somebody else. Unless WWE completely drops the name... It's a sillier ego trip than things you hear Mil Moskers pull. I yeah. mean, you know, it's weird. I mean... He's, he's at Hijo de Santo level of weirdness. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, how, that's a good that's way of how, putting that's it. How, and he's still, like, probably 20 years younger than Hijo de Santo. Like, he's in no place to really be... jeez. Like, but, wow. you know, he's going to get it because he's the guy who everybody... Everybody can use the, oh, he was the guy who... There was a wrestling boom when he was the star. Mm-hmm, that's true. But, I mean, nowadays, I mean, his stuff, like, what he does in the ring, I mean... I haven't... I actually... Because I'm basing it on what I've seen as seen Cara. Like, you compare what he's done mm-hmm. to what they're doing now in Mexico. It's like, he's not the he's not the innovative guy. Oh, anymore. God, no, no. There's so many guys like Mascara Dorada is so much better than he is. Well, and it's... Titan is better than he is. It's, La Sombra... I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating that in Wrestling Observer, he's the only Mexican wrestler ever to get Wrestler of the Year, 
And it's interesting. I mean, it's understandable why he got it, but he's probably also going to be the only wrestler of the year who really badly calculated the following careers. He'll probably still be a Hall of Famer, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, he still has plenty. Do you think? He'll, he'll, they'll give him the selling out triple A's um, mm. events at some point. It, it's just, I wonder, I... It's like with Dr. Wagner. Like, everybody started, all of a sudden, Dr. Wagner Jr., they started giving him, like, the, oh, he should be a Hall of Famer. That's true. And it's like, he's... But he's actually... I don't... The thing is, the key is not to go to WWE or, don't, or TNA. Yeah. If you're going to want to be, like, a legend or something. Yeah. Then it, it, they kind of kill your career. Well, that would be the interesting thing. It did the WWE tenure hurt his legacy probably not but i think it depends on how he calculates ever is how he it probably will like with i think it might more with um the w with like the wrestling observer mm-hmm. hall of fame people because there's a lot of guys who probably should be hall of famers in the observer hall of fame oh hell yeah and dave won't give them even like like el dan el dandy is a perfect example dave won't give you like a, a reason to include him and in, mm-hmm. just because he was in wcw and that's that a shame run. it's like it's like just because Jerry Jarrett, TNA, didn't work out, is that a race all the success he had in well, Tennessee? I remember Antonio Pena when there was, like, he, I, I remember um, they asked um, Dave Meltzer, who the one guy he thought went in too soon, and he, he mentioned Pena might mm-hmm. have been one of the guys. And it's like, because it's, apparently, like, it fell apart when all those guys left, but it's like, I actually thought what he, what Pena did afterwards was far more brilliant than any other promoter yes. did at the time, because, I mean, he was he was basically bringing, like, this skeleton crew and still selling out buildings, and he was amazing. And he in created that... new characters. A lot of those guys are now like like working in like main events in in uh, And what was so amazing about him keeping it together and having sellout crowds was he was, from what I understand, he was a very disorganized guy. He partied too much. He yeah. like if he if he concentrated on work, he probably would have ruled Lucha Libre. He yeah, would have probably been one of those guys, that, but mean, he had a magic touch about he just him. Had a, he just had the ability to book a, a show. Like you, yeah, you could actually like say it was horrible wrestling, mm-hmm. but I mean, people actually liked it. There's more people who are as long as people are paying to see. There's it. like a generation of lucha fans who are very nostalgic about AAA. Like mm-hmm. you, they, they'll remember that stuff. Like oh, remember um, the Barrio Boys or remember mm-hmm. remember the ice, Los Ice Cream, like Los Ice Cream. They made like maybe one appearance on AAA TV. They're remembered remember forever. Yes, yeah. Like, <laughs> Even I know the, who they the are. The Scarecrows. The Scarecrows. All these other characters. Like, you don't think about it. Like, me, Quijan uh, Alibrije. Where oh, did that come from? Yes, yes. Where did all that shit come from? Like, Chucky. Who, who comes up with this? Oh, or one that they got rid of when the early days of AAA that they got rid of that I loved was Los Bali. Yeah. The guys with the monkey yeah. tails. I dug those guys. Quarterback. Yes, <laughs> yes. Who comes up with this stuff? I like, love it. Like Frank Needy and um, and Al Al or whatever those guys, the gangster group. Like it was like all these different characters. The the, the year he he actually like had like a good run with like those two um the Brennan brothers. Remember I don't that? remember that in ninety eight. Yeah, no, I don't those remember two that. guys who had like a, a TV show like Duro y Directo. Mm-hmm. It was like this TV show. Like I can't remember what the show was about. And he actually drew with those guys. Wow. For some reason, it's like. The guy drew with Sangre Chicana versus Heavy Metal, and those guys were pretty much past the yes. well out of the prime. And Heavy Metal, not always reliable. Yeah, Sangre Chicana was already like looking really bad at that point. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty impressive. Now, yeah, the only the only thing I question about uh, Mysticies, as we'll now call him, is I don't picture having that Conan touch where he can have a falling out burn a bridge and then patch it back up 
as well as Conan usually does. The only person Conan hasn't been able to patch it up with is Paco Alonso. I wouldn't say he's pat- Conan's pet the match. No, he but he could because that Pena thing wasn't that easy to get. That wasn't just. But he got Conan. back. Yeah, he but got that back. Wasn't, that wasn't that. No, no, but that wasn't that easy. Conan's burned a lot of bridges. Oh, I know, but he. he burned, but it's amazing. Worse. I think he's burned more bridges than Mysticis will. No, I'll, I'll, I think Mysticis can always make. There's always a chance he could go back to CMLL. Yes, yeah, slim, but oh, but it slim. but it's that's like something Conan can't even say that. He yeah, has. he doesn't have that. No, but that's that is what impresses me about Conan is I remember thinking I can't remember like fourteen, fifteen years ago saying, "Man, this guy's gonna regret burning all the bridges he did," yeah. but he still wound up okay. I mean, considering all the health it, scares he the has, Triple A one, you'd be surprised. That's the only bridge that actually still existed. He burned a lot of bridges. Mm-hmm. Conan True. burned a lot of bridges. That was one of those. Those were those. He he will even admit that that wasn't that easy with the Pena. That was that took a lot more work. Than yeah, that wasn't a that was. But you know what it is. Pena's a lot more forgiving. A lot Pena, more forgiving. Pena was a lot. more I forgiving. also picture Conan like. I picture him being intelligent enough to know what he has to do well, to get back that. in somebody's grace. And I picture mysticies from what I've heard. I picture him more thinking I'm hot shit. Love me, you know? But Mysticis re- doesn't talk shit about guys as bad as Conan does. <laughs> Conan. Oh, really? Conan really? talks a lot of shit. No, that's true. Mysticis, that's true. Mysticis doesn't talk half the. Like, he'll talk shit about, like, Mystico. So it's more just his personal arrogance the, about how sir, great he that is. That one guy, but it, the way he comes off is where, where he comes off. He hasn't. He doesn't. Bring, I hear you. He doesn't, he doesn't talk. Like, Conan talks no, shit. No, that's about, true. Conan that's has true. a podcast. Have you heard his podcast? He oh, God, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. No, <laughs> you're right. He, he's like, he's a guy who, like, always has, has like, these weird issues. Mm-hmm. No, he'll say it right off yeah, the top he, of his he's, head. He's one of those guys who, but a lot of his, you know, with Conan, the problem is that he's high all the time. And so, like, you can't, some people take it too seriously. Whereas, like, yeah. you can't really take a lot of the stuff he says too seriously. I wouldn't take it too seriously because. Well, I mean, one wrestlers talk shit Conan's all the time. One of those guys, Conan's one of those guys who will like, like if you confront him, mm-hmm. he'll talk to you about it. Right. So then it's up to that person to figure out. Okay, maybe this guy, maybe we blew it out of proportion. Yeah. And we could get past it. Whereas, like Mystico, like Mysticis or whatever he's going to be called now, he's burned bridges just because he doesn't want to learn how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's his own fault. It's his own fault, and he doesn't want to accept the blame. Right. I it's rather you. him not accepting the blame. It's you're you're the one that screwed up, but it's not him talking shit about people. I mean, he's hijo de Santo and him didn't have like a good relationship, and mm-hmm. they, get, they get along. Right. Conan doesn't get along with hijo de Santo. <laughs> Conan doesn't get along with like Mysticis gets along with like all these people, but like he just yeah. it's him. Like his ego is his problem. Gotcha. It's not him talking shit about people. Gotcha. Uh, Conan's it's two different Conan, things. Yeah, it's two different things. It's not the same thing. The what was the other one? Oh, we should talk about Takaria El oh, Sombrero. Thing. That was one of the most fun nights I had in a long time. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where like you actually showed up. I think you showed up on time. That was one of the times you did show up on. Time. And we showed <laughs> and we showed up like an hour. We still showed up a little late. And actually, we showed up on time. We showed up like we showed up on time. We we were. Was it seven o'clock? We seven o'clock. There? We were there, and uh, there were only two other people there yes. ready Not, for the show. Superboy wasn't there. No other wrestlers were there. This so was. We, oh, I guess we should preface it by saying this was not a wrestling show. This was at a taqueria, a Mexican restaurant, where taqueria they were sombrero, sombrero in Huntington Park, and they were honoring 
uh, the El Moro family, the uh, Superboy, his brothers, and his sons. Yeah. And uh, it was a blast. But yeah, we yeah. were the first we, ones we there. We showed up early. We let, we took we went we decided to walk around. For about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which basically was all... We went shopping. Yes. So then we got back, and we ended up enjoying a ton of Spanish karaoke for like it 45 was... minutes long, nonstop, like all these random people singing karaoke. And then like this skinny dude started dancing with this like um, lady that was like a, had like a hunchback. Yeah, she's very old. Yeah. There were she, a wasn't, couple... she wasn't that old. She was just hunchback. Oh, really? I... Yeah, yeah. She okay. wasn't that old. She just had like a hunchback. But there were several older and ladies two... who kept dancing yeah, with when guys. You, when you left to go to the car, uh-huh. these two little old ladies started dancing. It and it was like this weird... And then like people kept on singing. Like all these random people started singing. So that was like about at least till like 8.15, right? Mm-hmm. Because 8.15, like around 8 o'clock was when people started showing up. Yeah, and the ceremonies were supposedly already to have begun, yeah. which they didn't. <laughs> and then we saw somebody you actually met in Vegas. That was a trip. Yeah. We ran into somebody who we met in Vegas. I met in Vegas. Kurt met in Vegas. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. No, what was weird. <laughs> really nice guy, too. He's a really nice guy, but what, this was so bizarre. This guy comes up to me in Vegas and said, I've seen you wrestle. And I thought... But it wasn't him. It was his friend, right? Yeah, it was his friend. Yes. Because he told me afterwards what happened. Okay, yeah. But he, but this... <laughs> okay, his friend over. had saw me yeah. in Westminster just Actually, recently. The girl, the girl, his, the girl that was with them at Vegas asked you what your name was. Yes. That's how it started with That's him. right. And then he came over. They, they both came over and... And, said that and they just me. happened to see me wrestle in Westminster yeah. a few weeks ago and never had seen me before. And we just happened to meet in Vegas. Yeah. And then, you're right, in Huntington Park a week later, we meet his friend. Yes, yes. It's like, what are the odds? But he was there, too. He met you there, too. Except he had um, longer hair. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, um, or he had hair because he shaved it. But he was saying that he had actually seen you wrestle in um, a few times in other places, I guess. Luke, oh, I thought that was the only Legend time he had show, seen me. At the Legend me. Show. He said he saw you wrestle oh, at the Legend Show. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you, you were busy talking to Superboy, and I was yes. talking to... And he was telling me he had seen you at a, at a Lucha show, and he's like, he was asking me, does that guy speak Spanish? And I said, no, he knows absolutely nothing about... speaks very little Spanish. <laughs> just cuss words. Yeah, just a little bit. I go, but but he's been around Lucha for so long that they, they he's, he's basically the guy who's... He's been around for a long time. He's one of the. Mm-hmm. He's the only. And again, you were the only Gringo at this thing. At That's this true. Function. That was That's the, true. At the continuation of you being the one Gringo. <laughs> the sole Gringo. Yes. No, it was a wonderful time, though. I mean, the ceremony they did. Uh, they did like Raman's Chinese theater, where they uh, put Superboy's uh, handprints yeah. in cement, and they hang it up on the wall. They do this with the like local singers, local yeah, celebs. Suicida and Chivos. Yes, after. yes, they've been honored. It was fun. It was like a yeah. it was a party that we went had, pretty we late. We saw a luchador singing. Actually, we saw two like Pantera Azteca, and then some guy who's I think was uh, like one of the guys who promotes or something. Ramon Villanueva, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pantera Azteca had yeah, a nice he voice. Sang, he sang very well for really nice yeah, voice. He was really good. I was re- I was impressed. He it, should he should do like one of those um, shows. You know where they sing and chant, like compete. Oh, that'd be totally yeah. cool. Yes, with the mask though. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, like, it has to be with the mask. And then I witnessed the most amazing thing late in the late in the party. Uh huh. I am one of the few people who saw Kurt Brown dance, <laughs> and boy, was it a sight! 
Remember the Seinfeld did, episode where Elaine danced? Elaine, actually, it wasn't that bad. It was, oh God! Because the girl, you, the the lady, the woman who actually asked you to dance, mm-hmm. she was actually dancing well. So it's like, she was a good dancer. It was more like her dancing, and you just like going around. I'm just, like, <laughs> just moving around. The only step I know is the cha cha. So that's what I did, and I and just this is how twirled bad I, a few this times. This is how bad I am with like phones and stuff like that, uh-huh. or cameras and stuff like that. I think you started dancing, Now I'm like, I was looking, I was, I think there was something else going on, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then I, I'm like, thinking, I'm like, I should be filming this. And it was like, halfway through, <laughs> halfway through I'm like, I should have been, I should have been fil- filming this and posting this on YouTube, like, so everybody else could see. Yes, dancing. you had mentioned that, and I, I, I posted on Facebook, like, if, uh, I'm, I'm the, uh, if I'm the subject of a web redemption on Tosh.0, yes. we're going to have words. If I uh, get a call from uh, Tosh saying, uh, hey, we got some good video yes. footage of you no. from your friend. Would, would you like to try that again? <laughs> they, fly you into, they don't have to fly you into Los Angeles because they could just bring you. I, they'll fly out Iris Chacon to dance with me. You could explain how, why you why you. Yeah, were bring out Iris Chacon and then, right. yeah. You but I was, to I was just me. laughing at that. But and and the funniest thing is her husband, or I guess it was her husband. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Walked out like, and I was like, "Oh, Kurt, Kurt's not going to get away from this." It was a long song too. So it was the longest song of my life because I said, "Please finish the song." I'm, thinking, I'm a terrible I'm thinking, dancer, and I'm thinking in my head the whole time, "I'm like, man, it's a good thing I'm so antisocial <laughs> that this lady wouldn't want to dance with me." And I was just like, "Thank God for being antisocial." <laughs> I just have to be the social yes. butterfly. I love how, how I love how everybody's dancing and like Superboy's kids and myself are just like sitting there. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we're ready to like leave. <laughs> it, it was it was fun being on Taqueria with where like about maybe a quarter of the people are masked yes, wrestlers yes. and just hanging out. It was really was there. Um, uh, who else? All uh, all the Superboys. Indio Chirikawa, I think, was there. Yes. Um, all the Superboys kids Superboys had their hoods kids. on. Principe Indu was there. You know, yes, Principe Indu. I asked um, Superboy if his brothers were going to be there, mm-hmm. and he said they weren't. They weren't, but I think he understood that his brother, Capitan Oro. Yeah. But I actually didn't realize Principe Indu was sitting next to him. I had no idea. You know what's funny? I don't he had a different, and he had a different mask on that he usually yeah, wears. Yeah, he usually doesn't he, have his that. His beard was a little. Um, he had more of a beard this time around. Yeah. The last time I saw him, he didn't have that. Man, beard. he's the one member of the family I, I gotta say is has like the youth serum of some kind. He Indu is yeah, like if in he did, great if he didn't have, shape. If he would like paint his beard. I wouldn't have noticed he was like Principe Indu. Exactly. I was like, that's Principe Indu. Holy crap! I can't remember. I totally forgot him, and I was like. Yeah, he found Ponce de Leon's Fountain yeah. of Youth, you know. Yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, before uh, we wind up? Oh, we should talk about AAA. They're yes, still not tell us. AAA USA. Still months away, guys. This is the Months update. away? Months okay. away. As opposed to um, August. <laughs> ah, okay. So the official word, yeah. months away, not August. So oh, God. it's a waiting game. No, what was this photo? The royal family... What the hell? Jerry Lawler and the Three Midgets. <laughs> Don't you remember that? I don't remember that. That was from the... <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for all the Father's Day wishes, but these three guys are not my sons. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> it's from Survivor Series. Okay. Chris Zellner just retweeted it. Cute. That is awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so AAA... Conan mentioned on his uh, podcast that AAA USA because I had been wondering because Steve Steve hadn't mentioned anything in mm-hmm. Figure Four Daily and I was like I was like maybe I should ask because uh, Steve said he was going to ask Conan 
like maybe I should ask somebody like what's going on because it don't you usually if a show's going to start in August or being taped in August or for fall mm -hmm. season don't they already bring it up like in May oh yeah so I was like it's already going to be it's already, it was already May and I'm like nobody's mentioned anything I, and there's more to the story that I kind of I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen because it's going to going to be slightly beneficial in a way well i was going to say th this sounds like something that is going to happen where could we've heard a lot of talk about yeah it's going to happen but it might not happen. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah but it's just a lot it just keeps extending like mm -hmm. you know the the bet i don't know if you heard that they have they've been announcing some of the writers that they've been bringing in and no. them are like xww writers i did not know and that. i'm like and like i i listened to conan show and they're Court Bauer's another WWE writer. Mm -hmm. Talks about how he knows these guys. They're good writers and stuff like that. But it's like, I think it's kind of like what Conan mentioned. Remember how all the time he mentions how how the reason guys in luchadors don't get over in WWE is because they don't have people who could write for mm -hmm. luchadors. So how are these guys going to write? That's for the luchadors? a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this isn't this isn't really going to work. I don't think so. I mean, the only thing I would think unless it's American wrestling. I mean, this is the only thing I could think is. Uh, no matter who the writers were, Vince had the last word. And like you said, he'd try to – he's the type who would try to push a Puerto Rican as a Mexican, yeah. thinking he could fool people, where these writers could come up with something and somebody like Conan would say, well, that's a really dumbass idea because yeah. – <laughs> But I don't think he's going to have that much power in the oh, USA. Okay. I think he's going to be the one in charge of like getting the match prepared. And gotcha. Stuff like that. Some of the stuff, like maybe give a little advice, but I don't think – So this is a real – I think a lot of what he's saying that he's going to give... It's easy for him to say that right now because they're barely starting. Right. But I think as it goes along, maybe they're going to start like saying, hey, you know, we know what we're doing. Because mm -hmm. that's what happens in all that sort of like TV and all that. Yeah, no, that's so true. I, I don't know. I, I, it's I, a different I, industry today than I'm it used to be I'm in many ways. I'm curious if it's going to even happen because, I mean, months away, they keep... When did we first hear about this? 2012? Gosh, I forget. When was Russell Reunion? When we met Conan. Wrestle Reunion, the last one was right? 2012, yeah, yeah. so it was then. Yes. So it's been, what, three years now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, guys. AAA USA is coming. It's only it is coming three soon. Three. And you know totally. what? It's not even been three years, because they started talking about it uh, the year before that. Remember we heard rumors Yeah, I do remember that. Remember yeah. Steve bringing that up. So it's been like four, four, four or five years that they've been rumoring that. So this is something that, well... Each time we do a podcast, we'll have to do an yes. update to say... Yes, AAA USA is coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Hold on. Coming soon. I'm coming. Coming soon, AAA USA. <laughs> do you even have El Rey Network? No, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> or actually, no, no. I, I, I better say I don't know if I do. Oh, okay. I, I don't. You know, this is, this is going to sound funny, and this is, again, going to make me sound really old. But now we have so many freaking channels yeah. that I don't know what we do and don't have. Well, you know, the problem now is that now that now it's not just having channels. It's that you could get all the stuff streaming online. Mm -hmm. So, like, I signed up to, to Hulu. Yes. So, it's like, why do I really want these other channels, you know? Like, I can sign mm, up That's Hulu. a good, yeah. And then I have Netflix, Amazon Prime. Sure, they're um, giving you free music now through um, Amazon. Yes. Streaming music. Yes, I've been getting I some of that, which I is neat. Figure it. How did you figure that out? Well, Do you have to put in your because no, they they actually sent me an email saying no. But ha have you listened to it? The free music, yeah, through Amazon, yeah. How? Well, I got free downloads for um. Oh, you download yeah free downloads yeah. Okay. 
That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, because it said I thought it was streaming. I thought it was just them. You could stream it off the. I think it's, I, was, I was purchasing so much damn MP3s. I love how so you, you can buy. <laughs> yeah, so actually, you don't really know. No, I thought you were talking about something totally different. But um, I have no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> and I'm sober. How many times? Well, have I the said Amazon that tonight? Prime is now including music. Oh, okay. You get free downloads now. Or free streaming music and or something. I have no idea. Then what. I better take advantage of it because I think it's, I think I've been a prime member. You have, like, the, the, an app? Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it means. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to any of that stuff. We like. have to know this. We're computer nerds. Yes. Look at us, computer nerds, and we don't even know anything about streaming music and stuff. Yeah, that's when I feel like Carvernario is when I'm at a computer. I feel like this Neanderthal yes. pounding like on it, trying my, to make it work. I like getting my music the illegal way, like, <laughs> finding it off, getting it off YouTube. <laughs> when, when, when my brother-in-law, Amph, lived with us a number of years ago, I remember I'd, I'd be spending an hour trying to figure what was wrong with my computer, and... He would walk down the hall, just you know, had just woken up, starting the day, and half asleep. Look at my computer, punch a few buttons, and it's fixed. And I sit there looking like a total you know, dork, <laughs> which I am. But you know, that's another yeah, story. I, I have no idea about that. Well, yeah, I do. You do. You have an idea about what what it is to be <laughs> a dork who looks like a computer nerd but doesn't know crap about computers other than that they're well, I fun. Know, I know enough to get by, but it's like. You forget about it. I'm usually like maybe two or three moves behind whatever is current. And then when I get caught up, it, I'll be current for a few weeks and then I'm behind again. Yeah. But I'm like the mid card of, um, <laughs> of, of computer technology. You're the Tony Rocco. I, I could probably move up. Yes. But I'm content being in the middle. I'm super outgoing. Okay. <laughs> I'm content being in the middle. Actually, he's not even in the middle. Yeah, he's, he's not soaring. He's not, yeah. he doesn't soar like a Halcone. But I have these brief runs where I'm really good at like figuring stuff out. Like, oh, I could download stuff. And then like there's like a couple, a couple of things that I, I got to like, somebody has to tell. Twitter. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that you could like turn off some stuff that you don't have to read. I have told, no idea. And then somebody told me, you can turn off these retweets. I'm like, really? Tell me more. I was like, tell me more about yeah, this. Yeah, I did just figure that I that I could have somebody be a friend on Facebook, but if they're driving me crazy with their political rants, I can, you know, push a button and I, I'm still their friend, but I don't get the rants. I still rants. don't know about yeah, that. It's, I it's see my awesome. timeline and my timeline is like all just like a bunch of like different people like talking about cats. It's a combination. Yeah, that, I keep that stuff. I love it. of cats. Mm-hmm. Although I, do, I will say I, 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 I'm a fan of Logan X's post. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yes, he's really good at that. <laughs> And Jack Evans, Jack Evans, where he talks about he. Oh, I've he, never seen him. He didn't have um. He didn't have internet for a couple of days, mm-hmm. so he's talking about how. So he decided to read a couple of books, and what he realizes is that people who read books, a lot of books, just read them to put down people for some reason. It, it was a really good like. Oh, interesting. Really good comeback about how how so so the point is don't read books. <laughs> that was his whole point. Don't Illiteracy read. is strength. Yes, yes. Okay, that's gonna be a bumper sticker. Illiteracy is strength. I really like Jack Evans. Like he should actually like do like he should be a guest on one of these podcasts. Like yeah, you know the the first time I was really uh, you know he's an interesting guy. Yeah, I heard him. Like, God, this was years ago. Like six years ago, I heard him on Alvarez's Alvarez podcast. Where he was saying he was just eating. Cheetos or something, or yes, or, yes, and uh, they were both he and uh, Brian were talking about how stretching, you know, constant stretching is what prevents injuries, and uh, actually the whole thing was this. I said, yeah, I could listen to this guy some yeah. more, and I remember when I saw him in AAA, 
he was one of those guys who did a great promo. I yeah. mean, a great heel promo. I, you know, I really he's, dug he's him. Good. He's good. Okay, well, I guess that's it for this edition of Lucha Probably World. Like four-hour podcast. Yes, we are. Uh, two hours. It's so dark, and here I the seat. I know, I didn't even turn One hour, light. 32 minutes, 49 seconds. 50 seconds off, 51, 52, 53, 54. Adam, it's going to be an hour and 33 <laughs> minutes. So an hour 35 once I add music. <laughs> that's right. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great time, my babies, and we will uh, be talking to you really soon. Wait, no, that's Brian Alvarez's line. Don't say that. Don't say that because we probably won't. Remember the last time we said we'd be back soon, and it was April. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's now, so okay, we'll be we'll, we'll be back, back in a long, long time. So hopefully, that will mean two, three weeks. See, we'll... you, guys, see you guys for the anniversary show in September. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Take care. <laughs>